Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 76, the Battle of Yarvin review, and a bunch of new pilots. Welcome to Planning Face Syndicate, everyone. Thank you for joining us tonight. We're going to finally break down <coughs> the Battle of Yarvin. Yes, I said Yarvin, just to piss everyone off a little bit and get everyone riled up for, the, for tonight's show. But we're going to go over the Battle of Yarvin tonight and actually dig into what is the stuff that they talks about, how, what are my rules, what are the weird setups that we're going to have to deal with, and on top of that, we're going to be talking a little bit about some list building for it. Um, I thought it would be interesting, and, and it was kind of something I wanted to do uh, because it's we don't, I don't know, we, we spent all this time during the week talking about list building and all these other things, and I know not everybody likes scenarios as much as I do, but I really am interested to learn what the Battle of Yarvin is actually about and, and how it's going to kind of change the playscape. I believe personally, and this is just my opinion, that the big thing with it, right, is that we are going to be able to introduce new people. We're going to be able to bring people that have never uh, played in to see a, a classic, one of the most classic battles ever. And it's going to give us a little bit of unique building. So we're going to do a little bit of a twist tonight. We're not just going to go over a standard list where the rebels and the empire, I created custom lists for these scenarios because for people like me who like to fly CIS, I don't care about putting empire in the table as much as I just want to be able to put grievous and a bunch of droids murdering things onto the table. With that being said though, Let's bring in my co-host for tonight. Please welcome to the stage, JJ, his giants can never seem to win. And George, his last episode as he prepares to move. Welcome to the show, everyone. Yo. I like to edit that, I like to edit that statement as, you know, the giants are currently 7-2 and two and they won today. Granted, it was against like one of the weakest teams in the league right now, but still, we won, all right? Social respect, man. So, so this is so here's a little, little story here. Um, this, this shows you a how much I watch football and even pay attention to it. There, the, so there's that. I didn't, I, I don't know anything about hey, that. So, you should know that the Detroit Lions won. Okay. Did they win this week? They won last yes. week against the Packers. I know that because it was on at yeah. the hockey arena. Um, but <laughs> wait, so they, we were, were, they were playing football while the hockey game was going. Oh yeah, yeah. It's all amateur. Like, kid, it's all kids hockey. It's all the kids hockey for the. Oh, family. okay, okay, yeah. okay. All right. So now they have see. it because the, you have to be there an hour early for setup. So like your kids have to be there an hour early. So you drop them off, and what do you do? You could watch the other little kid teams that you don't care about, or you could watch the football in you know the thing. So they put it on for people like me. I just worked on the show, so <laughs> I didn't do either of those. And then when my nephew goes on the ice, I back the laptop up and kind of happily walk on onto it but uh, a real quick story so this weekend my daughter wanted we've so we've been busy as, as all get out uh, my, my life has just been a nightmare i am surprised we even had time to do the show this weekend um because my sister got married this week right and um I, so i spent three days just dealing with wedding stuff um and then we went to comic-con because comic-con was this weekend and they had the um original x-men animated series they got a bunch of the the people who did the voices to come in and they had a whole panel for for you and it was free. So you just pay for your entrance fee. You go see the panel. It was great. Um, well, that was one of my favorite shows uh, growing up as a kid was that one, you know, the Spider-Man and then uh, the DC 
Batman animated series. Those are the three shows that were like staples for me yeah. after school. Those are great, man. Absolutely yeah. great. Bringing it back. So I was very excited to be able to go see, and they did a whole panel on the animated series, and, and it was nice to put faces and stuff like that. Now, for $330, you could get a signed photo professionally taken, which Dang. I did not do. So I didn't have that kind of money, especially after a wedding weekend. There just was not money in it for me. Jeez, for to take a picture with a voice actor. With all 10 of them, yeah. With all 10 of them. Yeah. Got it. Okay. You can also use those three hundred thirty dollars to buy all these new expansion packs that are coming out here for X. Yep. That's very true, JJ. <laughs> and tonight we are very excited. So we are going to go through Battle of Yarvin first because I really want to do that. Yeah, um, that's it. But we do have a whole bunch of new packs and everything that came out, um, like got released by AMG, and then somebody spoiled a bunch of stuff on Reddit. Um, we will. We are not going to post the link to where the spoilers are at. But we will share our stream document if people would like um, us to do that. So we could create um, a stream document that people can have um, in Google Docs, and you can share that around. But I, 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 I'm we're toting that that edge with AMG. Not that we're gonna ever be like sponsored by AMG, but we are toting that fine line because we're doing uh, release information on stuff we don't technically uh, has not technically been. Uh, public yeah so um but that might hopefully that inspires them to work really hard this weekend and this week to get us those all the rest of the spoilers for the rest of the pack so and i'm very excited about two cis cards and i just want to say and and jj you have to say this who was right who was Uh, right okay Say it. You were. Yeah. I'll say, no, you were. say Chris was right. I want to hear you say Chris, it. Chris was right about Thank you. <laughs> that. Yes. We're getting a fire spray with a force. We're not going to get into that yet. We will get to that. We're not going to get to it yet. But there, whoever does the little clipping things and can like edit JJ's head, <laughs> I want that for the stream. Just like they have Nick saying it on Greg's stream. I want it for our stream. Nick, somebody out there, help me. Anyway, gents, hopefully you had a lovely weekend uh, this weekend. Did you? Did either of you do anything uh, fun? Uh, so I got to see Black Panther. Um, I won't spoil the movie. I just said I, I'll just simply say that I was generally not prepared for the intro and the ending of that movie. Uh, fantastic film. Uh, loved it very, very much. Um, if you guys haven't seen it yet, highly suggested. Uh, it was fantastic. Excited. How about you, George? Did you do anything fun this weekend? Um, yeah, I, I was playing. I wasn't playing. I was uh, kind of just watching people play X Wing this weekend, uh, yesterday. Uh, so uh, hanging out with Crispy, uh, Andrew Lippins, uh, Jacob Browning, and Marcus Morton. Uh, just kind of just one little small kind of get together. It was supposed to be an event, but. Uh, it didn't turn out that way, but we ended up playing X Wing, anyways. Um, aside from that, like I've been playing a lot of Marvel Snap. I don't know if you've played that game. I have you would, not. You, you would like it because I know you were into Destiny. All right, all right. <laughs> it's it's super quick, and the best part about it is like you don't really need to spend any money on it. All the money you spend is mostly for okay. like um, variants, That's the cards that you get. So okay, it's all about unlocking it as you play. 
Is it I like an online game or something? Huh? App. Is it yeah, an it's an app on the phone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I do got to ask, George. Um, I know that the last few days uh, you guys had a hurricane pass by over there. Everybody okay over there? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I asked, like, you know, uh, the players at for X Men yesterday, and like, they were fine. Like, no, nobody got hit real bad. So that's good. That's good. You know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's. That's very good to hear because that's always the very this time of year. It feels like the scary thing for Florida. <laughs> it's, it just seems oh, yeah. so. I mean, this is number two, right? This is number yep. two that's come through yeah. there. Um, yeah. So, well, good. We're glad that you're okay. We're glad you got to play some uh, X Wing this weekend. I will debate on getting that app because it sounds like an app that will suck my life away. <laughs> it will. Just a fair warning. It yes. Will. So, and I've been pretty anti apps that are microtransaction-y. Um, and, and I don't know. Have you, do you watch Rick and Marty at all? No, I don't. Okay. There's, there's an episode where there's this alien that comes and like stays in the house. And Jerry is kind of like a not super intelligent individual. Right. And so Jerry goes, um, J- Jerry invites this, this into the house. And Rick says, Hey, do not make a deal or talk to this alien. And what this alien does is he goes, would you like to make an app? I can help you make an app. And it's like this whole thing. And so then Jerry and him make this whole app that just turns into this catastrophe where everybody's like looking at their phone 24 seven and like matching. It's like Tinder on like crack cocaine. And like they swipe <laughs> and they're like, oh, got a new soul match, you know, run, run, run. And yeah. um, yeah, and I won't spoil the end. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like Nixie. I would be like Nick Sperry on steroids. Like, oh, my God. Um, actually, Vic Sperry, that would be hilarious if he did a bit on that. But, <laughs> but that Marvel snap reminds me of that. Like when you say it's like Destiny, and it's like, damn it, damn it, you're right. I love that game. And then you're like, it's a microtransaction app, and it's like, oh, <laughs> it's gonna get me. They did, they did good with it. So, but yeah, I warn you, you'll just get hooked. So don't do it. All right. <laughs> I spent enough time on X Wing. Hopefully, I won't get addicted. All right. So, what I wanted to do uh, to to start the show off with is talk about the Battle of Yarvin. Right. So, we got a new scenario pack. I don't know if this is going to see the light of day, right? Because this is thirty five points. Um, you know, not the light of day. Sorry, in tournaments, whether this is going to become a thing or not. But this would be a pretty cool because at first I was a little bit down on it because it's like, ah, oh, this is only Rebels and Empire. But after I bought the pack and went through the rules, I actually found out you can create custom lists with this and play with whatever faction you have. I will tell you there's a a Republic is probably not going to be very strong in this one um, because you have if if you play on the rebel side, you have to have torpedoes like that is a mandatory thing to win the game. but you Republic could play on the Empire side, right? Um, so I don't know. Like <coughs> to me, it was really I have not been able to put this on the table yet. I will say, but I do technically have my CIS squad that we're going to cover tonight. That's my custom Empire squad. I have that specifically in my kit in case we do play. That way, I don't have to pull all the Empire crap out. But I do have that, so I'm very excited about that. Um, and yes, it has a sun back in it. Saying, um, <laughs> and we're gonna get to we are, we're gonna get some of the other custom car or some of the other custom things inside of this scenario pack right now. 
All right. right. So here we have two condition cards. We have Yahoo, which we all know where that comes from. And we have attack run, right? And so we're going to come back to these two cards in just a second. What I wanted to do is kind of say, hey, here you go. Here's kind of like your your starting images for some of the cardboard. Um, this was, I think, Andrew, I think Velvet Buddha helped us with a couple of pictures. I think that's his stuff, um, if I'm not mistaken. And this is kind of the beginning to kind of show you. So that's a one uh, range one template, and that's kind of how wide it is. So that's a that's a pretty, like, you're going to have to do a good job getting into that attack. <laughs> um, but I wanted to start out with was squad building because this is the piece that we always love about X-Wing, right? Is squad building. We love it. We think it's the best thing ever. And um, I feel here they gave us enough information to build custom squads out of this. So to begin with, we they... They say the narrative it is designed around standard loadout cards included in the pack. But if both players agree, squads may include other ships and upgrades as long as they follow the following restrictions. So to begin with, each squad must contain between four and ten ships. So that's that's pretty good. It's a that's a pretty big size. Your squad must total up to 35 points. Um, it doesn't say that you have to have the 35. It, it, uh, to me, that's more of a recommended uh, piece here, right? Imperial yeah. squads or anybody taking the Imperial side can only have small ships, period. And they cannot include bombs. Rebel squads cannot include medium ships, but they may include one large ship. Obviously, the Falcon. Or the Yahoo. Yeah. <laughs> or Yahoo. All right. So JJ, you want to start? You want to talk a little bit about the scenario setup? Yeah, absolutely. So it plays on a three by three mat. Um, so if you already have one of the regular mats, that it will work just out fine here. Uh, you're gonna place the ex exhaust port marker so that the widest side is touching the target board edge at range three from the imperial board edge. Then place the first trench marker end to end with the exhaust port marker such that the narrow sides of both align, and then continue placing the trench markers end to end, creating like one giant line, um, and that basically signifies the trench. Uh, the that your your ships have to go through to launch that proton torpedo to um to end that there so uh right off the bat the empire does have a little bit of a, a an advantage point or i in this case i would say probably the dark side if you if you will um because they have the trench closer to their board edge um and the light side essentially has to travel farther in order to get to that trench area over there uh then on the rebel board edge uh you you don't place any obstacles uh, the the rebel player must assign a Yahoo condition card to one friendly large ship, and the Imperial player must choose three small ships from their squad list and place them in reserve. Those ships will interplay later on in the game. Then both players will uh, will place their remaining ships into the play area in initiative order from low to highest, like normal. Uh, and the rebel player has the initiative, meaning they'll place their ships first uh, within range one of their player edge and within the deployment zone, uh, which is shown on the map there. 
Um, and then the victory uh, for the Rebel or the light side player, um, they would win immediately if they destroyed the Death Star by shooting into the exhaust port. Uh, if during the end phase, the player, Imperial player wins if all Rebel ships have been destroyed. And at the end of the ninth round, the Death Star commences the primary ignition and the Imperial player wins. So that sets the hard uh, time limit for the, uh, for the Rebels to try to destroy the Death Star. Yes. So I think if we go back to the, the deployment piece, and I, and I think George George and I may feel a little bit better about this because back in 2.0 days, droids um, were bunched together and ran that way. Um, but I think it's interesting, and I haven't done this. So that's a five that's a five straight template, right? Or not a five straight template. That's a, it wouldn't be the five, it would be the three range ruler, correct? Or is it going to be a three range ruler and a two range ruler? Yeah, yeah, the three and the two. Okay, that's so what it, it looks it, like all right. So, so that's yeah. actually a pretty big area to be able to place your your ships in. So, I think that's pretty good. Um. So, did you go over the placing of the forces? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. So now let's talk a little bit about scenario rules. So George, you want to read over a few of the the rules for us? Uh, yeah. So <clears throat> scenario feature. A feature is a uh, well. Uh, well, I don't need to read that part. <laughs> Completely <laughs> overlapping. Uh, so some of the uh, rules here. So when it comes to overlapping a ship that overlaps the scenario feature with an entire. Uh, base is completely overlapping that scenario feature. The trench um, is a scenario feature made up of seven uh, trench markers and one exhaust port marker. These markers are placed into a play area during the setup according to the setup diagram, uh, which JJ already spoke about. Um, I have you now is uh, starting with it. Basically, it starts in the third round. And at the start of the system phase, the Imperial player may place their ships from the reserve into play into the play area. Uh, one ship is placed in the play area within range one of any board edge and beyond range three of any enemy ship. Then any remaining ship in the reserve in the reserve are placed in the play area within range one of the first ship. Uh, within range one of any board edge and beyond range one of any enemy ship. Okay. <laughs> All ships must be placed in reserve during a system uh, system phase. After these ships are placed, the Imperial player sets a maneuver dial for each dial each ship sorry each ship and each ship gains one stress token um and that's for i have you now and then for the attack run starting on the fourth round at the start of uh the planning phase the rebel player may choose one friendly ship that is overlapping the template guidelines printed on each trench marker the chosen ship uh is assigned attack run condition uh, only one ship may be equipped with the attack run condition at a time. When uh, the ship with an attack run condition... Uh, sorry. When a ship is assigned the attack run condition, place it completely overlapping the trench marker that is touching the neutral board edge facing the exhaust port with its base guides aligned with the template guidelines printed on the trench marker. The ship must be placed as far away from the exhaust port as possible without overlapping the other another ship. Um, if the ship cannot be placed on the trench marker that is touching the neutral board edge, move it towards the exhaust port along the trench marker guidelines until it can be placed. All right. So can we stop right there? Yeah. Because so I, yeah. I think 
I want to go back to yeah. That's a lot of that's a lot of data. <laughs> that's a lot of data. So let's go back to this. So if we, if you if you're watching if you're if you're listening to this on the audio, we do have a video version. I will be editing this um, to be its own individual segment. Um, essentially, the nice piece about this, and this is where when we talk about you know what is the empire doing, you know what is the rebels doing, and how do how how do you kind of win some of these things, right? You don't have to run your ships towards the end of that exhaust port, right? And go right towards the Imperial players. You can run towards the end of that trench run on the right-hand side of the board because you're just going to get placed all the way back. And and here's a little thing that we just learned, right? George said if you cannot be placed at the edge of the trench run, you need to be placed as far back in that trench run as you can. So. Hear me out. So starting turn four, if you have your Y-wings or your X-wings so that they're coming in slowly and they cover part of that trench run, your loot can start at least a quarter of the way up if you want him to, or your wedge, whichever one you want, or your Jack Porkins. I don't care which one it is, right? That's pretty cool, right? Like that's that's it's nice that you aren't going to be able to enter the the trench run at the beginning. You know, like you even on turn four, you can't just be right at the exhaust port, right? You have to be on the other side of the map. I really like that piece of this because that's very thematic, right? Like when we see if I, I actually I, I I did I while I was typing the episode up tonight, I was watching um episode four again, um. It's just because I don't know. I watch Star it's Wars good. much, I guess. It's good, yeah. <laughs> so my kids don't understand. They're like, haven't you seen this movie like 20 times, Dad? Yeah, yeah, It doesn't yeah. matter. Um, <laughs> and so it's just funny because you, as you see them go into that exhaust port and then all of a sudden here comes Vader behind, it's just so thematic. Now, the one thing it does not say is if about enemy ships getting into the exhaust port, but we'll get to that and kind of see if they if they cover that or not, right? So far, does either of you have any questions before we move on to the exhaust port piece? So, like, I, my mind was going to the whole uh, the exhaust port thing uh, because it, it, I'm probably jumping ahead with the Yahoo condition card. Imagine you block a big portion of that of that trench run with the large base and then a Y wing on top of it. You're basically like halfway. Yes. <laughs> to the exhaust port. Like, <laughs> it's a little broken, but uh, but yeah. I, I don't know if I agree. I don't think that's quite. I don't think you're right. I don't think it's quite broken, but we'd have to put it on the table and see. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. How it that's is. Just enough. Yeah. Um. So let's go through those two cards, right? Let's go through the two cards. So we're going to go through the attack one, right? Mm-hmm. So the attack run card says when you're assigned this condition, you acquire a lock on the exhaust port, no matter what the range is. The lock cannot be broken or removed until this condition is removed from you. I think that's extremely important. It can be spent only to re-roll attack dice during a attack targeting the exhaust port or to recover force. You can only execute straight maneuvers. If you would execute a non-straight maneuver, gain a deplete token, and execute a, a, a two instead. So essentially, you cannot hit the sides of this <laughs> of this attack board, which I'm a little disappointed in. I'm a little disappointed if you decided you were not going to fly straight and you were going to pull some crazy weird stuff. 
I think you should blow up immediately. But that's just my opinion because that's what would happen. Um, you cannot move or be moved except by executing your maneuver or performing a straight boost. So no tractor tokens, no ion tokens. So no reason to ionize your the ships in there, right? Um, well, maybe, maybe ion. Yeah, because oh, you basically ion. stop them going one straight. Yeah. You, you make them go one straight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they All can't right. break their block, but at least you're slowing them down. So that's yeah. true. All right, ion's gonna be dirty in this. All right, why? That's why they say use only the cards in the pack. Anyway. While executing a red maneuver, check the difficulty step, gain one deplete token instead of the, the stress token. That seems pretty cool to me, too. Like, I kind of like that, that piece of it. While defending, if the attacker is not overlapping the trench, you may roll one additional defense die. That, to me, seems extremely important. That means they have to get into that trench run to be able to attack you, right? Yeah, because yeah. essentially the, the trench run is acting as the obstacle, right? Because they're flying above and you're in the trench below. So they're trying to shoot down over the edge of the trench. So that would make sense. That would be like an obstructed attack, essentially. So, Yes. You may engage at initiative zero. Or you always, I'm sorry, you always engage at initiative zero. So that means you have to survive all the other attacks. <laughs> yep. Um, Vader shoots first. <laughs> Vader, Aiden, Backstabber. Who else do we got there? Night Beast, everybody. Mauler everybody Mithel. <laughs> Dark Earth. <laughs> Dark Earth. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mauler Mithel. Ugh. All right. Now, the other thing it says is you can only attack the exhaust port with proton or advanced proton torpedoes. I like that they included the advanced proton torpedoes. And when we get to the yes. custom building, this is going to be very important. Um, before attacking, you may spend your lock on the exhaust port to recover all inactive force charges. After attacking the exhaust port, or if your maneuver would cause you to leave the play area, you must exit the trench. The trench. During the end phase, you may exit the trench. If you are not completely overlapping the trench, remove this condition. Seems pretty straightforward. Mm -hmm. So my only question is exiting the trench, right? Um, I know that they, they mentioned it a little bit later on there, but it's like if you're... If you're if you're shooting a proton torpedo um, and you end up going within range one of that exhaust port, you basically can't shoot that proton torpedo. And then you got to be worried that you're one hard, uh, which actually none of the rebel ships have. Um, if none you're strictly playing, yeah, none of the X-Wings or the, the Y-Wings, they don't have a hard one. Mm -hmm. um, do, do you, I guess the hard two might have a little bit of space to make it if you're within range one of the exhaust port and you and you only have proton torpedoes. That that's a tight turn to try to get out if you uh, if you missed. I think if you're at the range one, you could still do the two hard and get out of there. Okay, I'm pretty sure we'd have to play with it. Maybe we'll do like a little play demo or something of it. One of these things. Yeah. But at that point, are you even are you even worried about losing your ship if you're 
Well, if you you're, won, you're, you don't. So yeah, you're at Endgame. <laughs> well, yeah, that way you don't care. <laughs> it does. It does say you must exit the trench. So even if you would leave the play area, you must exit. So I'm guessing that it's allowing you to not fly off the board, right? Because logically, you would be flying up and over out of the trench. Yeah. All right. Unless you have go? a damage. Unless you have a damage <laughs> engine. Oh well, you still can. You still can. All right. Who wants to go over the Yahoo card? Uh, I got that one. All right, go ahead. <laughs> so Yahoo card here. Uh, this one is before the place forces step of the setup. The rubble player may assign this condition to a friendly large ship. Uh, setup, start and reserve. When you deploy, you may be placed right beyond range one of any enemy ship. At the starting engagement phase, if a friendly ship has been assigned the attack run condition card, you may be placed anywhere in play beyond range one of enemy ships. Then gain one strain token and one focus token. You engage at initiative seven on the turn that you enter the play area, and then you remove this condition card during the end phase of the round where you enter play. So this essentially allows you to bring in that large base, um, have them uh, come in and hit hard that first turn, hit fast, hopefully take down a ship that's that's possibly going to take out one of your ships, and then just basically try to clear that way for your ship doing the attack run on there. Um, so, uh, so that's uh, a really good condition card. All right. Exiting the trench. And this is going to answer your question, JJ. That's why I don't want to focus on it. Mm -hmm. Um, so let's go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's go through the exit of the trench real quick. Just, just, just cause it, it adds to JJ's thing. And then we'll talk about how we killed the trench or the, the exhaust port. Sorry. To exit the trench. When a ship exits the trench, replace the one hard maneuver template so that it is flush with either side of the exhaust port and place the ship in its rear guides uh, with the other side of the maneuver template. Remove the attack run condition card. If the ship cannot be placed using the one hard maneuver template, the ship is destroyed. <laughs> so there is a little bit of caveat. If you can figure out how to get your X or your TIE fighters or your, your, your things right there at the edge so that they can't get out, you could kill an X-Wing, which I will... Hopefully, no, none of my locals listen to this. That is my one and only goal. It, I don't care if I lose the whole thing. Is to just watch an X-wing fly off and just go and Wait, blow up. What if you park your Tie Fighters right at the exit of the trench or the uh, the exhaust port, so hard, that way they can't hard, complete. Yeah, they can't complete the the exit in the trench and crash. Yep. <laughs> oh man, that's that's terrible. It's so toxic. All right. <laughs> Toxic Tanner coming in, baby. It's that Tinder God's crap that I got going on there, I guess. <laughs> All right. So, so George, tell us about the exhaust port and how we can blow up the Death Star. Well, uh, the exhaust port, being a scenario feature, it can be destroyed only as a result of an attack by a ship that has been assigned the attack run condition. As mentioned, um, ships cannot perform lock actions on the exhaust port. The following rules apply to uh, attacking the exhaust port. So the exhaust port can be attacked only with uh, proton torpedoes and or advanced proton torpedoes. Uh, while attacking the exhaust port, you may spend two, for two force to change one eyeball to a crit. While attacking the exhaust port, if the attack dice show at least two crit results, the Death Star is destroyed. So essentially, they want you to kill it with Luke. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Kill it. That's what they want. No one else. Nobody else. Um, I mean, it's possible, but yeah. he has the greatest chance. But yeah. yeah, you're right. Now, so I think so that that's kind of the the over the overhaul of the scenario. I will say, JJ, I think the probability of circling TIE fighters in that area and blocking those exit ports are pretty slim. Um, I mean, you got to think, here's Han coming in from behind to just murder everything, right? Exactly. Clear the you way. Know. Yep. <clears throat> and if you don't use the boy Han and you want to create your own Han, you can create a double tapping Han. That's just like, oh my gosh. Like, there you go. Sorry. You're going to sit at the exit of the exhaust port. Here you go. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to blow you up. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> oh, so, I was going to save you. No, I not going to save you. So the, and I know that we're about to jump in into the, the list building aspect of it, but honestly, like one of the first things that I always wanted to try out with the scenario is actually making this like a rebels themed like list to try to take down the Death Star by having Hera run in the B-Wing because uh, she can equip those proton torpedoes and then have like the ghost, like Kanan on the ghost come in um, as the large ship with the Yahoo condition and coming in and taking that 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 range one five die shot with veteran turret gunner oh man that would be so good and then you can use spend his force to reduce the the dice of the enemy shooting back at the attack run ship that would be that's yeah. pretty good <laughs> the one time that the ghost <laughs> cannon might find some use <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so all right, let's talk. Let's, uh, how about this? Before we talk, let's, George, JJ, do you have any other questions or thoughts on the scenario? Um, no, I think it'll be interesting. I think um, I think we were talking about this yesterday, and I brought it up to JJ before. Uh, whereas this might be a good scenario to bring, like, uh, back in the day, we used to run Top Gun tournaments, where it was like 2v2 scenarios. Um, and you, the reason why I like this is because it already introduces, like, you having more more ships than you normally have in, in a game. Um, it keeps it... There's a mechanic in there. There's only one scenario, and it's good for like newer players to come and play with buddies that already have played X-Wing. Um, so it's, I think it's a good opportunity for new, new, new type of players to jump in, uh, given the right, you know, like, store if they set it up properly, basically. Yeah. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Like kind of similar to what you ran in Adepticon, uh, Chris, that event where you're paired up with somebody else and you basically make half of the list. Um, I think this scenario would be really, really great to run um, with this particular like scenario, like mixed in. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I actually, yeah. And I kind of brought it in the chat, but I can, I have brought up at our locals that if we do this, it would be really fun to run that with somebody else. Like, because yeah. it takes away my need to build. <laughs> <laughs> like, and shit you know um yeah so i don't know I, I think it'll be fun i'm excited to try it personally um i would not be super excited to play this at a tournament but i no. would say it would be fun if we did the duos thing like that with this scenario and did it as kind of a side event just for fun with some prize support that would yeah. be really cool um i hope adepticon um <coughs> uh, Dion, Dion, uh, it would be fun if he had this set up. So. 
Oh, speaking of Dion, quick shout out. Um, he did post in the GSP Discord that uh, his wife Devin did go into labor uh, today. Um, so he's going to have his second child. Congratulations to Dion and the Morales family over there. I uh, hope you guys have a very healthy and happy baby. And and hopefully you name it something sweet. He hasn't. They haven't released the name yet, did they? Nope, not yet. Yeah. No. Give it a Star Wars name. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> My kids, my wife would not let me name them Star Wars names, but my first son is actually with my ex-wife is named after Monty Python, the Holy Grail. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> she wouldn't let me give him the middle name I wanted, though. I wanted to name him Montgomery Reznor um, after Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails, because that would, at the time was my favorite band. And she's like, no, <laughs> you can't have that. You can have Montgomery, but that's it. All right, let's talk lists a little bit. And we don't have to go into super detail, right? We don't have to do super detail. And for those of you who think uh, we're only going to look at boy, um, you know, pilots in these lists, no. Because Tanner doesn't just want to play standardized cards. No offense to AMG. I really do like me some non-standardized cards, especially a Vader that I can pay one more point for and customize however I want. Um, So... The first list that we have here is an empire list. So the idea is, is you can have up to 10 ships and you, none of them can be large based. And then they have to be up to 35 points. So I have Vader here with the standard loadout, basically the pattern analyzer, afterburners, fire control, elusive and brilliant innovation, just so he doesn't die. Um, the brilliant innovation again, doesn't have to be used. You could use anything you want, you want else. I did this just as a way to keep Vader alive a little bit longer because he will probably be more um, aggressive than normal. I have Iden in the TIE Fighter because why not? With cluster missiles because I really need them. <laughs> if we're going to have all these damn ships on the table, yeah. cluster missile stock went up in price. Um, yeah, especially against like multiple Y-Wings, those cluster missiles would be great. Yeah. Yep. And I threw Backstabber in there, but you could put Dark Curse if you'd rather. But I did throw Backstabber in there. Um, Mauler Mythal. I did use the boy one only because uh, I feel that it's I feel it's I feel in fairness that those afterburners on there is is pretty great um, for that. And for Hull. And for Hull. Yep. So it was it's just getting that extra hull on that TIE fighter really made it uh, a decision for me. Then I put Moth Gideon in there. <laughs> Because why Market not, right? So good, yes. Yep. And cluster missiles and deadman switch, right? So here we go. We're gonna do cluster missiles, deadman switch, moth gideon. Um then I put in there Sigma 5 boy. Um, just because it has the jammer uh to try to jam um any ships that are trying to help the trench run guy. Nash to keep one person alive, and I didn't know this, but Nash has missiles. Nash has missiles. Mm -hmm. I did not know this at all. Mm -hmm. Why is nobody running missiles on Nash? I don't know. Um, and again, I chose cluster missiles just because, you know, more shots. You have to give them the targeting computer. Um, then I had the Sigma 7, um, which is Sigma 7. I don't remember which one that one is now. I think that's... That's a target lock one, I believe. Yeah, the, the special target lock one. So I thought that yeah. was really cool. And then I have my own Gideon Hask, again, with the Ruthless and the Cluster Missiles. Because when I have this many ships and their only ability, their only goal is to get the exhaust port, why do I even care if I start ruthlessing any of my ships? I don't care. Yep. 
You want to win. So I just want to win. Yep. And you're taking a lot of double shots, mostly. Yes, that was my goal. Yeah. Give me some double shot, yeah. double shot tie fighters. Yeah, and I really do like this list. Um, the the hard thing for the Empire is just not having that coordinating piece, uh, mainly because you can't really bring any medium bases according to the rules uh, for for the squad building aspect on the dark side. Um, but other than that, I mean, you're you got a lot of offense here with a lot of evasive ships. Um, so if the rebels decide to start using their ordinance on the empire to start like mowing them down, um, they're gonna have their work cut out for them um, to try to take down these three agility ships that can do a lot of damage. Um, so it's uh, it's definitely a, a really good list to try to hunt down and actually compete with a lot of different factions if you're planning to like improvise a little and use other factions to act as the light side in the scenario. Um, this can definitely do a lot of damage and hunt a lot of ships down. Yeah. Uh, one thing I didn't even realize. Uh, wow. They skipped the obstacle step. I didn't realize that. <laughs> Yeah, that was, that's right there. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so no obstacles, no rocks. Nope. That's okay. why running all these Tie Fighters to me seems genius, right? Yeah. Um, because Mauler and Backstabber get the um extra reroll or the extra dice for being at range one on each side of each other. Like, oh, here you go. Like, this seems pretty good. Um, like to me, you bring to me, you bring in Vader and um two of these Sigmas are the, the ones you hold in reserve mm -hmm. and because they can be the fastest, you know, Vader being able to come in with those afterburners and just go whoosh. I'm coming in um, right around with those Sigmas seems pretty good. Uh, pretty good. And yes, if tie phantoms were legal in, 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 in standard, I would 100% run phantoms. That would oh like, God, no questions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, you can always run an extended. We could, all, we could do that. Yeah. <laughs> Never thought about that. Did I post the same list twice? Am I that stupid? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go on to the Rebel, the first Rebel one, and one of you can take the Rebel one, and I'll find my list for sure. my other Empire list and, and get it yeah. in the chat. So I'll grab this one here. So this one here, uh, we have Dutch Vander, the Battle of the Avenue version with Ion Cannon Turret, Advanced Protons, and Targeting Computer. Uh, Dex Tyree with Dorsal, Advanced Protons, and R4. Garbon Drays, Battle of the Avenue version with APTs and R5K6. Uh, Jack Porkins, Battle of Yavin version with APTs, R5D8, and Unstable Subline Engines. Uh, the uh, customized uh, wedge in the T65 with marksmanship, proton torpedoes, R3 astromex, munition failsafe, and the foils, Luke Skywalker also with Lone Wolf proton torpedoes, R3 uh, astromech, and munitions failsafe. Uh, and then the Battle of Yavin Han Solo with Chewbacca, Rick Cargo Shoot, L3, 37th programming, and the title. Uh, this is definitely a really good uh, list. The only change I would make would be Luke. Um, I would probably just put elusive on him um, because it's going to be uh, a very big squad. So it's going to be less likely for Luke to trigger the lone wolf uh, reliably, uh, whereas elusive, you can get that more often. And then um, and then that should open up some points for like a force upgrade, maybe brilliant evasion um, uh, or maybe a different astromech. Um, but yeah, so definitely a very solid list. 
So just so you know, the only reason Lone Wolf was on there mm-hmm. was for the attack run. That was it. Just so you know ahead of time, like that was the logic in right, Lone right. Wolf. If he's the only person. Yeah. But even then, I mean, I, I would figure that if you're in the trench, you still got to like check the area around range two. But on the other hand, to kind of counteract, like, what is it going to do? Uh, both, I mean, both elusive, I will only see happening once if he's in the attack run. Are you going to K turn in the in the trench? Right, but you you got to go until turn four before you can even start the attack run, right? So you mm. still have um, those first four rounds where you're you're still doing the the scrum that dogfight yeah. before you get into the trench, and I think you can you might be able to trigger that at least twice before you get into it. So uh, it's see. a possibility. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I get I got you now. I'm like in my head, I'm like in the trench already, and yeah, so like yeah. the thought of Luke like. <laughs> 4k in the trench the- <laughs> <laughs> he's like i got you now yeah it's only straight maneuvers my friend yeah otherwise you executed too straight that's true that's true all right so you want to george i'll let you take the next empire list that i have here this was the oh, other one i had it. oh okay gotcha yeah i put the real one <laughs> it's the big one right yeah. yeah yeah all right so Starting off, we got uh, normal Darth Vader in the TIE X-1 with Brilliant Evasion, Elusive, popular, uh, Fire Control System and Afterburners with Pattern Analyzer. We also have Rexler Brath and a Defender with Juke, Fire Control System, and some more Cluster Missiles. Iden Versio with some Ruthless, Discipline, Cluster Missiles, and Targeting Computer. And we have uh, Black Squadron Aces, uh, the two of them. And then we have Backstabber. Uh, with his loadout with crack shot, discipline, afterburners, uh, Mauler Mythal, uh, Predator Afterburners, Howlrunner with shield upgrade just to stay alive longer, and Moth Gideon with a Ruthless and cluster missiles with Dead Man Switch. This is gonna hurt. <laughs> I like that Rexler Brath is in here. That's awesome. With a with a defender. Uh, he's always going to stay alive longer. He's got the cluster missiles, and he's just going to be juking everybody. Yeah, I have not seen anybody run a defender with cluster missiles and juke outside of Vader, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, it just seems fun. Like, I don't think it's... I think the other list is probably a little bit better, but to me, this was like, hey, I could put a defender in here that never showed up at the Battle of the Earth. <laughs> and, it, <laughs> it, it, and it seems fun. And it's regular Wrath, right? So, you know, like, he can do almost anything. Um, yeah, yeah. And then the two black squadron aces are to go with Vader to be thematic. That was the point, right? Be thematic. You know, you can put yeah. the two. They get put it in the reserves. I don't know. No, I like it. Uh, and <clears throat> I mean, it's bodies on the ground or bodies in space, rather. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, who are they going to shoot at? Rexler. And then you got all these TIE fighters, uh, you know, kind of jumping in. And so and if they go after the TIE fighters, like, Rexler's just going to chew him up with Darth Vader, of course. Yeah, and I have a Howl Runner with a shield upgrade because that's exactly what she needs is a shield upgrade because I guess she has the points for it. So seems pretty silly to me to give Howl yeah. Runner a shield upgrade ability to have that. But hey, thanks, <laughs> AMG, I guess. Yeah. I <sighs> take it if you get it, right? Yeah, why not? All yeah, right. I like this. I like this list a lot. Um, I I do like the appeal of the cluster missiles on on Rexler. 
Um, although I, I don't know if I would go more for spike damage, but that's probably just like my personal preference is with the HLC, you could probably, especially in the trench, you could probably more reliably get that off. Um, and although, okay, so the only problem I see with the tie defender is that you might get that initial shot on like somebody going into the trench, but if you're trying to go like a three straight or bank to still get your evade to trigger juke, you, you might overshoot them um, or get yourself into like a bad spot. So like, th that's my only thing, but still, I, I love the cluster missile combo with juke. It's really good. All right. The next rebel list that we had <clears throat> was a, a little bit of a different one. We have Dutch with the boy upgrade, uh, basically giving them APTs, ions, and targeting astromech, right? And then we have Garvin with his load, standard loadout, Jack with their standard loadout, Wedge I put with an R4, Protons, Munition Failsafe, and Marksmanship. You could drop the Munitions Failsafe and the Marksmanship and go with Elusive. That's the more common standard build. Um, and I'm not opposed to that personally either. Um, the Marksmanship is just because what else are you going to do with that one point? Uh, so actually... It, in the in the scenario, right, you need two critical results to oh, to blow it up. So, and, and you're going one straight, right? So you're gonna have that bullseye lined up on the exhaust port. So, this pretty much guarantees that as long as Wedge still has one proton torpedo left, if he gets into range of that shot, uh, you're you're pretty much guaranteed to blow up the Death Star if Wedge gets in there with marksmanship and proton torps. Yep. Uh, then the loop that he had just ran. So, uh, the, you know, again, you could drop the lone wolf, go for something else. You At this point, you should probably put marksmanship on loop two then, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Now that I think about it, like, you don't need trick shot. You might as well put the marksmanship on there and then change up something else. Um, this one, I went for a modified Han Solo with Neonub, which we never see. Um, but I really like Neonub um, on the Falcon. I know a lot of people don't. You, you could... I think you could fit L337 on there as well, um, which is probably the better upgrade, I think. Um, not, a, not on the Rebel version. He's, that's only scum. Is it? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, good, yeah. never mind that. So I like Nina better. Because Nina turns all your banks blue, no matter what. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You get Perceptive Co-Pilot, Veteran Turret Gunner, uh, Tactical Scrambler, because the idea is to get your Falcon in there to kind of be defense for everything else. Um, and... Then you get Kraken with APTs and munitions failsafe because you can fit APTs, which I don't think anybody's been doing with Kraken, but you can put APTs on Kraken. And I found out plasma torpedoes don't work with this scenario. So, yeah, uh, I mean, you can also add in uh, uh, marksmanship. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, you can do that too. You put marksmanship on there, and that's actually even better. That's probably what we should be doing is just putting marksmanship on everything. Yeah. All right, so why don't we talk some custom lists? Well, first off, first off, do you guys have any other suggestions or list changes for standard? And this is what I'm calling. And just so everybody knows, we have in our Discord, I have a a a um a channel that has four different threads in it where people can post your links to any of these different types of lists. And essentially, my standard Empire and Rebel builds are literally just Empire and Rebel builds. They don't need standardized cards. You can do whatever you want in those factions according to the rules. 
And then I have custom Empire and Rebel ones, which is anything that's outside of the normal faction. That's that's kind of the idea behind those. Um, yeah. So who who wants the first Republic list? I'll take this one here. Um, I, this one here is, I, I would assume, a light side build because it does have a, a large base here. Um, so we have yes. Bo-Katan uh, with uh, clan training, the Night Owl Commandos, uh, which is super spicy for the scenario. Uh, the Veteran Tail Gunner, uh, Dropsy Base, Twin Wing, the Gauntlet Taito, and C-3PO. Then you have Obi-Wan Kenobi with CLT, Brilliant Innovation, and Shield Upgrade, Stub with APTs. R2-D2 with APT, a fire control system, dorsal turret, and sync console. Warthog with elusive and APTs. Danae Elleberger with fire control system and proton torpedoes. Rick Olay with marksmanship, fire control system, and proton torpedoes. And Mace Windu with heightened perception, R4-P17, and calibrated laser targeting. Uh, super great list. I actually like this list a lot here to uh, give you a lot of options to go into the trench uh, and, uh, and go get that that there um my only suggestion is because the art the the n1s can go do the five straight which will get them pretty far in the trench you might get uh the you might consider switching down the proton torpedoes to the apts and that way you can add in juke if you want to if you want ricola to be more of a brawler in the beginning part but other than that the proton torpedoes um pretty much i think a five straight and a boost might get you. Now you still need two turns of traveling. If you're if you're all the way from the edge, if you start a little bit further out, uh, you actually might be able to get that in one shot. So, yeah, seems pretty dirty to me. It's just, but you know, and I'll be honest, Republic was the hardest one to build for, um, and I could not build. I I, I if, at least on the Rebel side, it was the hardest one to build for. <laughs> like yeah. Um, it has one large base. That's it. Um, so I don't know. It was a little, a little different, little different take. But uh, I thought those commandos would be hilariously spicy, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Especially, you know, you basically uh, Yahoo, and then you drop your commandos as soon as you Yahoo onto the ships that you want to target, get the strain on them. <laughs> And then take shots. Like <laughs> that is so good for Book Ten. I love it. It's crazy. All right. Also, like just thinking of flying all of these ships on my own, I, I'm already having a headache. <laughs> Didn't you ever used to run eight droids back in the day? Uh no, actually. Um I didn't run droids back in the day, uh when two point came out. I was flying the TIE Swarm and at that point it was just six ships. But yeah, I never got to like the maximum. I, I played a few games of Epic uh, with like a Tie Fighter Swarm. Uh, yeah, trying to do all that at once. At least they had the the big maneuvering tool. But like all this without a tool, it, it's it's chaotic. Definitely. Yeah. Try running droid swarms. In Epic. <laughs> oh no. yeah, I've done that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do it. I'll watch a game though. <laughs> all right. The last custom one we have for the rebel side is a resistance list that I thought would be somewhat thematic as well. George, you want to take it? Sure. Um, yeah. So we have in the large base ship, we have Ray um, in the YT 1300, of course, uh, with patience, heroic, the Finn and Rose Tico combo, 
False Coast Transponders, um, Ray's Millennium Falcon, and then we also have three T-70s. One of them is Elo Asti uh, with Heroic Munitions Failfate. Uh, uh, can't talk to right now. <laughs> munitions Failsafe, uh, Integrated S-Foils, um, Advanced Proton Torpedoes, and then we have Temin Wexley. This is the newer one, right? Yeah. Because the other one is Snap. I gotcha. Yeah, this, uh, is a, this is the the boosty boost. Wexley. Okay. 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 Um, heroic with heroic munitions failsafe, uh, S foils and advanced proton torpedoes, Nian Nun with heroic S foils and advanced proton torpedoes, and then we have two fireballs with Jarek Eager, uh, heroic cluster missiles, false codes, and Kaz with R2D2, stealth device, and Kaz's fireball title. <laughs> It, it could be a shield upgrade. You don't have to have self-device. That's just Tanner being Mimi. That's all. <laughs> I actually, uh, well, well, we'll come back to that one. <laughs> I think that's fine. I think that's fine. Um, Kai in the T-70 is the last ship here uh, with heroic targeting synchronizer and S-foils and advanced proton torpedoes. So this is a lot of hit hard and make it to the end game uh, with all these advanced proton torpedoes. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of fear this list a little bit because it's going to punch you so hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is <laughs> a bad day. Yeah. yeah and what it does is it forces go. you to go after you, the X wings. Right. Mm -hmm. And then Ray's just going to eat you. Like yep. it's just Ray coming here to say, Hey, did you, do you want to live today? I don't, I don't, I don't think you do. Um, now, who are you going to send in the trench, though? Who's your who's your go-to in this uh, sense? Well, and this is where, now that we've talked about the marksmanship, I think we have to start dropping the heroics on them and putting marksmanship on them. I think that's like a mandatory thing. Um, I I I would agree with Elo Etsy, uh, dropping the munitions failsafe and doing that. Um, I would actually make Neen more of the knife fighter and drop the APTs. Um, just so you can concentrate on just thinning out the herd uh, for for that. My go-to people in the trench is going to be Elo and Temin and Kai uh, to go in there to try to take down the um, the exhaust board, um, but preferably uh, Temin and, um, and Elo uh, just to go in there and, and try to take down those, uh, take down the exhaust board and keep Kai out there to be a threat for the higher initiative ships. Um, you do have quite of uh, flexibility with the slicks uh, to to engage your the enemy before you go into the trench in there. Uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right with uh, with Ray. Um, this is the the ship that comes in and it's just going to destroy something as soon as it comes in. So yeah, yeah. To answer your question, George, my idea was Temin or Elo <clears throat> were the two of them that I would be putting in the trench. Um, and it's only because Temin gets that free boost. Yeah. Even though it's only a straight boost, it's it's like having the the other ship. You know, it's like having that that attack attack speed or whatever that is on those yeah. those other X wings. Yeah. So. All it's right. essentially like a six straight with that the four straight and the boost. Yeah. Mm hmm. So. The Empire custom builds that I have is a grievous 
with a standard loadout, though, I'll be honest, you probably don't need the outmaneuver. You could probably just kind of beef Grievous up a little bit there. Um, and I, I don't know. I think if Grievous is the one going into like take out people in the trench, outmaneuver is going to be like gold, honestly. I, that's true. Um, and then I put Seer in there with static discharge things and Kraken because you could have that. And again, I, I shouldn't build these in extended, but it was just too much fun. If I'm going to do this, I wanted to do it in extended because static discharge veins is just so like dirty in 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 itself um, because you now have Seer coming around. And if you don't kill Seer, they're just going to be using that all the time during those turns, you know? Um, yeah. Then I have three droids with discords, which seems even worse. Golly. <laughs> just, just launch them in the trench. Yep, so you, you can't those those three droids would be the ones that I would assign the "I got you now" because as soon as they deploy, my first action is to deploy all those Discord missiles right in the middle of the trench. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I just. All right, I know you're not supposed to play the other. This is why they tell you not to play the other ones. But this is just amazing. Like, oh, and then, oh, my God. And then I have 80, DFS 81 with energy shells, um, two back to prototypes. And I, I opted for cluster missiles, George, which is crazy, right? Um, but I opted for cluster missiles and energy shells. So I am going to always have extra, yeah. <laughs> extra shots with these stupid things. Um, and then and then and then Cad Bane with cluster missiles, overtube modulators, FTC, treacherous, because you should always run treacherous, and then ion cannon to go right along with Grievous for whoever gets into that trench. And then Sunfac, because even though I can't use Sunfac to give a tractor token and move somebody out of the trench, I could still give them the tractor token to reduce their agility and then have Grievous shooting behind them too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I'll maneuver. <laughs> yeah, which just that good. is hey, nasty, actually. Yeah, your Luke, no goodbye to your Luke. Your Luke's, your Luke is not making it down that trench run. Like, it's gone. So sorry. I do love the inclusion of treacherous on this because there's going to be so many ships on the board that you're going to be able to trigger treacherous so consistently and just give away hits to other ships that are, are in the path, especially if it's an, another enemy ship that can just suffer that. Oh my gosh, that is. Yeah. Actually, really, really good on Sunback. Cad's ability also will it's, it's going to trigger a lot with so every many turn. Droids. Yeah, every turn. That's the goal. Mm -hmm. Yep. So now you got a double modified Cad Bane, and oh, because Republic or Rebels all are going to shoot before you anyway. I mean, there you go. the The other thing I thought about with Cad is putting on um, Hondo. Because I think that's really dirty in this environment is because CAD triggers, right? Mm -hmm. And then he's just going to Hondo and he's just going to be like, Hondo. And then all of a sudden, Grievous, you know, gets something 
now gets a focus maybe, or you get to jam, you know, some of these other ships or I don't know. Like it just seems you, you give a target locks. Um, I think the one thing I would change about this is dumping independent calculates. I think I immediately get rid of those and say, everybody's just network. No questions asked. Um, yeah, I think network's yeah. the way to go. Yeah, I agree. Now, I would actually probably include some of the Siege Coruscant uh, vultures in here, uh, but we'll we'll get to that uh, the one we go over those cards there. So um, the next list that we have here is the First Order uh, version for the Dark Side list uh, for this one here. So we start off here with Kylo Ren and the TIE Whisper with Instinctive Aim, Shattering Shot, Predator, Concussion Missiles, Optics, and Munitions Failsafe with the Jamming Suite, Whirlwinds with, uh, with actually, that's a, that's a mistake there. Whoops. <laughs> I forgot to add his stuff there. But I would uh, I would equip them with Pattern Analyzer, Proud Tradition, Fanatical, and probably uh, no, Optics no. on them. Yes. Yeah. yeah 100% Optics. Yeah, Optics on Whirlwind there. Um, Ember here in the uh, TIE BA Interceptor with Fanatical, Marksmanship, and Advanced Optics. Uh, Scorch with Fanatical, Proud Tradition, and Advanced Optics. Commander Malaris with Cluster Missiles. That's all she needs. Nightfall with Daredevil and Proton Rockets. Uh, Null with Predator and Targeting Synchronizer. And the reason for the Targeting Synchronizer is getting that target lock on Initiative 7 allows you to basically open up all these missiles for everybody else. Um, so that uh, that helps them like designate a particular ship where all the ordnance go into them. Uh, we got Phasma here uh, with Predator, Fire Control System, Pattern Analyzer, and Special Forces Gunner. And then Backdraft with Prost Tradition, Concussion Missiles, DT-798, and Munitions Failsafe to round off that list. Um, the reason why I went specifically with this gunner here with Backdraft is that uh, you get to give out a strain when you engage. And then if you have targeting synchronizer with null, you'll be able to shoot that three dice attack out the front. And if you have somebody in your rear, uh, then you just use backdraft's ability to shoot three dice. So this basically enables backdraft to always have that uh, three gun attack or three die attack um, either out the front or the back and, um, and do some damage here. Uh, this definitely can cover a lot of ground. And these are tanky ships uh, that can stay in the fight for a pretty long time and deal some damage. Yeah, the only change I would make is I would put quick draw in here, no questions asked. I, I consider that like I would drop probably uh null and probably scorch for quick draw uh for the six points. But I think that being able to block and deny mm -hmm. your opponent's actions um is a big deal in this particular scenario. Um so just having more bodies on the board does help, especially if they can also be three die gun attacks. Um, but yeah, I, I did want to try to fit uh, quick draw on this list. Uh, but yeah, it, it's just more bodies is probably better. All right. So I think that that does it for our our discussion on the Battle of Yarvin. Does, it, does it, either of you have anything else they want to add before we move on to the newer cards? Um, I know for the viewers that are probably keeping track, Scum as probably wasn't included in here. Um, I actually had a hard time trying to make a list here in Scum um, for specifically like the light side. Um, the only proton torpedo carriers that I could really think of were the Y wings, uh, which were not very good, and the M3As, which you can get a hand maybe 
two that I can think of off the top of my head that can carry that. But beyond that, um, most of the ships are going to be medium bases, which you can't really bring um, in this scenario. And you can bring only one large base, which would be most likely a gauntlet or uh, or like Dengar. Um, or maybe even Han Falcon, but it's not as effective without obstacles. Um, so I, I had a hard time building uh, scum for the light side. On the dark side, um, you're limited to small bases. Uh, so again, it's just it, it just doesn't feel as efficient or as effective as other factions. Um, did you guys have any any thoughts? I think with scum, if you open it to extended, it does. But okay. well, like the you have to. Yeah, because you can put your Kyraxes in, right? Um, Star, Star have, yeah, the, like the, the Mist Hunter uh, become... No, that's a medium base, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Star Reapers at least can carry Torps, but yep. it's it's five points minimum or or more. So. Yeah, so so I think... I, I had the same issue. That's why I didn't do anything for Scum for now, is because I just... I didn't know how to put it in there um, and make it viable. Um, but again, we haven't put any of them on the table, so I, I don't know until we actually, you know, yeah. play test that. Are you not looking yeah. at like the the Fang Fighters at all? Uh, um, you want they, them to pop? <laughs> do you, do you I, I don't know. Deliver? They have enough. I don't know if they have enough loadout to carry ordnance reliably. No, just just put Fenrau in there with a Torb. That's all you're going to send in with uh, a couple of Mandalorian <laughs> Royal Guards, and you're good. <laughs> You know what? That's not a bad idea, but still, that's that's like half your points yeah. alone right there. Like, yeah. No, nah, no, nah, I get you. Yeah, it is tough. Definitely. The heck? I think JJ turned his video off. Uh, my camera just failed. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. All right. All right. So that was it for our Battle of Yarvin. Uh, sorry if it took longer than normal, but I, I like I said, I really wanted to get into this uh, because I felt it was uh, worth a look at. And I think it's worth putting on the table and testing out um, for that. With that being said, let's move into some of the newer cards that we have here. We have new cards and we will be able to uh, talk about the a official AMG spoilers first, and then we'll kind of get into some of the other ones in the background. I will tell you, I'm very disappointed that something in the background blew up from behind a, a, a Federation drone right there. So um, <laughs> I, I don't like that, but I do see two tri fighters coming in there somehow continuing to miss. Addie Galen, Galia, Galia, Galia. Galia, yeah. Galia? Gadia? There you go. Maybe that's it. Gadia. Gadia. Jedi are hard to hit. Well, they shouldn't be, damn it. All right. Who wants to take Addie for their, as the first shooting star? George, you, uh, George, you get it. We're giving it to yeah, George. Gotcha. I'm going to make George talk about ships he never flies. Yeah, exactly. While you, <laughs> while you defend that attack, <laughs> while you defend at attack range one, you may spend one force. If you do, the attacker cannot apply the range bonus. While you perform an attack against a defender at range three, you may spend a force. If you do, the defender cannot apply a range bonus. Hmm, where have I seen this ability or similar? Inquisitor. Yeah. It was a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> it does Addy become Grand Inquisitor? Ah. Maybe. No. No? No. Okay. 
Uh, and then we have, so they're the same. Screw you, are they the same? <laughs> What's that? Oh, I just see a 7B and uh, Delta 7. Yeah, they're the same. Yeah. Yeah, Adi Gali is by Savage Press in Clone War series. Yeah. Uh, so I think this is pretty, uh, pretty fun. You're gonna have to put patience, I think, on, uh, on them to to get it to work. Now I have a question. Like, if you have click in the list, can click, can click, do it for one the one churn, right? And then you use Adi's ability for the second churn. Because click only lasts yes. once for one shot, right? Yes, that's mm-hmm. correct. Yeah, because he only has one charge. So you can do that for the first one. And then for the second one, uh, Adi can spend her force to apply the the effect again. So Or her effect, I should say. Yeah, I was going to say. So, so to me, this actually seems pretty like this is like an Iden type ship that we're talking about right here. Um, you're going to you use your you're going to take your. um. You're gonna sit there and take your, you know, your focus token. You want to get coordinated. You're an I five. You're gonna essentially be probably taking patience, is my guess. Um, and you're just there to live and get objectives. That's my assumption. Yeah, I like exactly. it. I think it's pretty cool, personally. You here's the issue though. You're not gonna be able to fine tune control and use your ability like more than once every two turns. Yeah. You know, and that's if you're lucky. You know, what else? So I, I have yeah. to see what the loadout is going to be too. So, I, I mean, think the other is a max. To... Oh, guess what's a good? This is good to get Yoda in the list. Somebody, yeah, Yoda. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly what I was going to say. Is that you know either flying Yoda as a crew on a on a lat or on a gauntlet uh, is a solid option to help boost her effect, um, or having him in the Ada. Uh, as uh, as an option as well is really really good to help supplement her her ability. Yeah, like it. Well, here's the one, JJ. You can have the one that everybody's talking about, and I'm <laughs> not happy about this one. But let's okay. Let's go through. So, it. I, I'm going to start off by pointing out the obvious because I, this is something that has been posted on a lot of discords here. Uh, the attack arc on this particular card shows as front arc only. I guarantee that this is a typo. It should be a turret arc, just so fire convergence can actually work on this one here. We got that out of the way. Now let's go into the, the ability. So this is an initiative to let. Um, it reads, after you execute a basic maneuver, you may assign the sickening maneuver condition to yourself. Sickening maneuver reads, you can execute red maneuvers even while stressed. After you reveal a bank or a turn maneuver, you must gain one strain token and execute that maneuver as a side slip. After you reveal a one straight maneuver, you must execute that maneuver as a red Kyogen turn. After you execute a maneuver, you remove this condition card. So this works very much like the HMPs, um, the uh, their, their gear that lets them do the side slip. Um, so you basically have to uh, recharge this every other turn after you're doing a basic maneuver with this one here. Uh, really, really excellent card. You can essentially, uh, actually, if you need to, do a full stop twice. 
uh, with this uh, with this ship. It is really really good. This definitely gets the lat into a lot of different positions to either uh, hold objectives if you need to specifically like assault on the satellite array as a medium base. Uh, this is very very good. Um, or if you need to uh, block somebody uh, to prevent them from getting actions for like scramble the transmission, this is also extremely extremely good. Um, at initiative two, you're going to be able to block a lot of ships. Mm -hmm. You can do a turnaround maneuver with a lat now. Mm -hmm. This lat can turn around. It has a four straight white, right? Or is it three straight? Mm -hmm. uh, three straight, I believe. It's the three straight, yeah. Still, so that's really good for a lat. It's, it's a mini freaking defender without the evade. That's what that is. Yeah. And... It says you can execute red maneuvers even while stressed. You won't be able to take an action, but you can do a 4K. You're just going to have two stress on you. After you reveal a straight maneuver, you may execute that maneuver as a red K-churn, right? You can execute red maneuvers even while stressed. <laughs> this stupid thing is going to be able to literally do any sort of K-churn that's on its dial, double stops, and side slips. F this stupid lat. Who thought this was a good <laughs> fucking idea? I hope they give it five loadout points. On a medium base. I'm glad it's only one pilot because damn. Yeah, can you oh can you imagine if this was on any like like oh you can assign this to any ship? Like, could you imagine? So, like, oh so here's, here's base doing two four Ks or two five Ks in a row, like I know you guys are not Republic players, but would you consider this particular pilot to be more of an offensive lat instead of a support lat? Assuming that points are not an issue. Uh, no, I, I wouldn't. I would actually still use it as a support lat. I okay. would. It, what this does is makes it so you have your three points back from agile gunner. You don't need agile gunner with this this thing really, because you can either side slip <laughs> or cater. So like. Um, yeah. So I still think I no because I think the problem becomes is barrage rockets are the smart thing to put on there, but you're not going to be able to do that because if you do your turnaround maneuvers, you're going to have um, issues getting focuses and getting coordinated, right? So I still see this as a defensive piece, um, but I see this as a defensive piece that says I no longer care about um, having agile gunner as much. On this ship, I, I just don't, because um, I can I can I can make it so that my arc is always pointed in a direction that it wants to go. It's hard for me to say because, like, I don't really play Republic, so <laughs> really difficult, very uh, very difficult for me. I think this is going to be six points too, is my guess. I don't know. I th I think this is a five. It's still no. an I two. I don't care. Get out of here, JJ. <laughs> Where's Greg? Greg, Greg, hold on. Let me summon Greg a minute. It's not me giving what, crazy points numbers. What's the normal time. cost? Uh, like five, I believe, right? Like that's a, the starting point is five? No, Hawk is the only 5.1 other than the um, unnamed ones. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, it's a two. I, so, I, think you, I, think you, I think they make it six points and they give it 18 loadout. That's what I say. 
Yeah, and because you don't need the agile gunner, it's it's technically a better version of hound. If this comes in at five points, you could run this and hawk together. So we did uh, we did talk about the misprint. Yes, yes, we did because we don't <laughs> we can't, like. I'll tell you what. How about this? If they really just say it no longer has <laughs> bow tie arcs and it's only the front arc only, you can have it at five points. I don't care then. It has to be a misprint. There's no way it's not. Like that's it would be so crazy if it's not a misprint. Ugh. All right, let's move on to the next one. We have a new V19 turret coming in called Slammer. After you fully execute a maneuver, you may spend two energy to perform a slam action, even while stressed. I think this becomes an objective getter. It's an I one. It can be used as a blocker. It can be used to get behind um, different things. Uh, I think if they bring this in at three points, I think that this, it, this ship will have a lot of play contention for some of those V those, those V wings. I like this ship a lot, actually. Yeah. So uh, just to kind of get an idea of the power of this particular ship, you can execute a, a 3k and then slam into a three blue and clear your stress uh with that or you can do this, something similarly with the uh the two talon that the ship has and do a two straight slam and clear that um that uh that stress uh with that and then perform your regular uh perform action step with like a barrel roll into evade after that really yeah. really good and i think this this ship I think this ship right here, like this ship you run with Hound, because you can get rid of your disarm token, you know, yes. and, and then shoot. And Desi, yes. I agree with you. Please do not give this ship a double missile slot. Just I let them run clusters. That's fine. You can have cluster missiles. You can have concussion missiles. You can have mag pulse. You can have ion missiles. But please, please, please do not do that. I thought, I thought, no, I thought that it's Hound deplete only. Yeah. Okay. Well, never mind then. Everybody will run yeah. this. I still think it's really good. I think this is a good objective to get her, personally. You can run Plo Koon and get rid of it, but then again, Plo Koon becomes disabled. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> All right. Who wants to do the next one? Uh, I'll grab this one here. Uh, so this one is Gavin Sykes in the in Naboo N1 Starfighter. While you defend or perform an attack, if the speed of your reveal maneuver is greater than your enemy ships, you may re-roll your blank results. Uh, this works for both offense and defense. Really, really good there. Uh, this makes it a very effective attacker for the N1. So obviously you probably want to put some ordinance on this if you can. Uh, with uh, torpedoes, this will be a very, very good I3 attack. Attacker, um, especially if you're going fast and you get that free evade. Um, if this even has enough room for ordnance and like juke, uh, this thing is gonna is gonna be a menace at I three. Uh, definitely, really, really good. I like it. Yeah, I think it, at least it being an I three uh, is good. And you know, with only the two green dice, if it doesn't get ordnance, then this if it gets no ordnance, then. I think this is a okay ship, right? Once you start getting to the the proton torpedoes, I start or APTs, I, I get a little bit more concerned. I'm um, with it, um, 
But if you could run, even if they only had enough loadout to run ion torpedoes, yeah, I think that that is uh, this this. I like that piece of it, I guess. Um, yeah, this what ion torpedoes is exactly what I was thinking of, just to be that control piece on the board. Um, this will essentially prevent your enemies from being able to like scramble transmissions or pick up crates, and um, and that way they they you control where they're going to go um or you can also um like set up a um a homing torpedo and uh for for um for salvage and make them drop that crate so yeah all right george why don't you tell us about kit fisto uh wasn't he a jedi he got killed Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wasn't he he's, green he's with smiley. big buggy eyes? Yeah. yeah, yeah, big eyes, smiler. Yes, by 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 by, uh, Pal- by Palpatine. Yes. Um. So his ability says, while another friendly ship defends, if the attacker is in its bullseye, you may spend one force to change one of the defender's blank results to a focus result. Hmm. I don't like it. I think it's. I, yeah. First, I maybe I have to. I, I can't wrap my head around this one. Why would I want to turn a blank result to a focus result? It's for you, the defender. So it's. it's so think about it this way. If let's say Plo Koon is sh- oh, getting friendly shot ship. at. My bad. Yeah. My bad. My bad. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so, I mean, you still have to get this in the. Yeah, in I mean, the right it, positioning. So it's kind of tough. Ma- in Magical Christmas Land, this is like the anti Django Fett tech, right? Mm-hmm. Because Django will modify your die first and then you can kid fisto that uh, back into a focus. Um, so, I mean, that's probably the best usefulness for that. But other than that, I mean, if you need to keep a ship alive, uh, kid fisto is definitely really good at, uh, at being able to keep those, those, uh, those ships alive, assuming that they have uh, mods to change that focus. Yeah, and the only nice thing about it is there's no range restriction, right? So, Kit Fist again. This could be a Kit Fist though that says, "I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do zero attacking, and just fly around and collect objectives and things like that." Like, I mean, if you think about it, you could take because you could take the evade, you know, with it. You could put brilliant evasion on, and patience is my guess. That's what what I'm hoping is he gets a double force slot, um, a talent slot. Right, so that I could take my, um, I would like to be able to take the ability to take the um, patience and brilliant evasion and an evade every turn, and then basically I have two force to spend every turn. I could still do intuitive controls, and I could still do my ability. And if I have patience, I can maybe do my ability, you know, twice in a round, um, if I get lucky, you know. So. I don't know. So here's a question. At five points, does the C play? No, absolutely not. It would no. have to be four points in order for it to C play? Yeah. Um, yes. In my opinion, yes. Go ahead, George. I mean, I like the fact that it has a it's a white evade. Yeah, but it's right? got three health. Yeah. And but you're sending your force to help everybody else. Or you, or you don't. You can't. <laughs> and, and on top of that, doing? and keep in mind, Kit Fistle cannot do this on himself. It's another friendly ship. Yeah, but you can still spend force natively, defensively, right? On for yeah, 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 yes. So, 
like I said, I, I probably wouldn't use his ability. Like I would just use him as a, his own ship and just, you know, he it's a good, it's three health, but an evade goes a long way when you have force backing you up. Yeah. Um, uh, I would honestly see this played alongside Padme and uh, Luminara um, since it plays around with like focus results and stuff. And But beyond that, I mean, offensively, um, I mean, this, this ship needs a lot of help to be consistent on offense, um, which typically offense does tend to win you the game. Um, but, but yeah. You, you know what, you, you, know, you know what, George? This ship dies to Grievous. <laughs> It's a I four, and here comes Grievous. Grievous okay. goes. Oh, Don't say that. Bye. Let people play this. <laughs> no, no one's gonna play it. Nobody, <laughs> nobody wants to play this. I don't want to play this at all. I don't want to play this. Uh, he, yeah, yeah his, I would just use him for his I four, maybe evade, and just don't even use his. I don't even look at his ability. His ability is blank to me. My, yeah, my JJ at five points. This is a dead, dead on arrival ship. Nobody, <laughs> yes. nobody flies it. Especially when you uh, consider the Siege of Coruscant arcs right now that yeah. are super scary. So, yeah. All right. So that's all the AMG stuff that was released. Now we're going to get into some of the Reddit spoiled cards, which there was so many. Oh, many. Yeah. Parts spoiled. And this one here, and you're going to take this one, JJ, because this one here. Yes. Holy crap. Yes. Holy crap. Especially if this comes in at four points. Yes. This, so, this card changes everything. It, it does. Uh, so we got a Agent Tyranny for the First Order flying the She-Class shuttle. Uh, the ability reads, after setup, uh, sorry, uh, during setup, after placing forces, you must assign the broken trust condition to an enemy ship. The broken trust condition reads, treat friendly ships as allied, non-enemy ships treat you as allied. While performing an attack before declaring the defender, each allied ship in the attack arc that is not stressed gains one stress token. After you defend or perform an attack, if the defender was dealt at least one face-up damage card or was destroyed, you remove this condition. Uh, this at I3, uh, man, this is going to be a really, really good card. Uh, just being able to uh, pass out stress tokens uh, for, uh, for her ability with Broken Trust. Um, I mean, I, I like this card a lot. I, I am concerned to see like how much loadout they're going to give this out here, uh, because I would absolutely love to see, uh, be able to, to give it, uh, to actually maybe run a second C clash at all, we'll run this with Terex and feedback array, uh, just to like bump other ships and then just, uh, deal damage, uh, uh, passively with that. Uh, that would be really, really fun to do. Um, but yeah, I like this ship a lot. All right. Lieutenant Gaelic is an I-5 TIE FO. After another friendly ship at range 0 to 2 is destroyed, you may perform a coordinate action even while stress. While you coordinate, the ship you choose may perform an action only if that action is also on your action bar. I think this is really good too. <laughs> like, Especially if this comes in at three points, you could give me no loadout and I would run this ship 
at three points all day long over almost anything else. It's an I-5, and <clears throat> again, his ability is not going to proc that often. Uh, in FO, you don't get to run eight ships, but it'll run, it'll proc at least three times a game is my guess, unless you so, get killed. So, he, he, Assuming that you get the loadout points for this, you can actually put on angle deflectors on this and get the reinforced action added to your action bar. So you can now <laughs> give out reinforces to your friendlies <laughs> using this car, this this pilot. That is crazy good. Like you get your uh, you get your your Kylo Ren in a jam, and you send in TN one eighty something to suffer a crit uh, to like modify one of his things, and then you just give Kylo a uh, a reinforce there. Like, my <laughs> God, so good. I don't see this being. Three points though, <laughs> I see it being four. That's not, I think, where it's yeah, going to start. You're, you're probably right, but I don't know. We'll see. It's we'll too see. Good. Too good. All right. DT798. Oh, Who wants that one? DT798. While you perform a primary attack, if you are not strained, you may gain one strain token to roll one additional die. It's Scorch. 2. Why not? Yeah, it's 2.0 Scorch. Uh, that's not as bad. I, I like it. I think in the right situation, I I I four. I think strain is fine. So over stress, yeah. it keeps your dial open too. So I think this becomes an if if this is three points, this is an auto include in and in, 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 this is scorch become yeah. like mandatory for those lists because I mean this this which I'm a little excited about if they do do that right because because this kind of goes a little bit beyond us needing Malorus anymore. Yes, Malorus is nice because you can get, you know, different attacks and, and, and you get the other munitions pieces of it, right? Uh but this this right here, just this put put these this and scorch together. I, I really like it. One gets a strain, one gets a, a stress who you're gonna shoot at. They all get three dice. Seems pretty good to me. Yeah, mm. absolutely. All right, JJ, take the next one. Primed so, for speed. Yeah, so this one here is an I-3 Thai FO fighter, Lin Gava. The uh, the pilot reads, set up after placing forces, assign the prime for speed condition to yourself and up to two other friendly Thai FO or Thai SF uh, fighters that have no equipped modification upgrades. Uh, prime for speed reads, add a white slam action to your action bar. After you perform a slam action, you must suffer one hit or one regular damage to uh, remove one disarm token on this one. This gets automatically paired with quick draw. You slam quick draw with, <laughs> with five straight into a five straight, and then he just shoots his, his ability right off the bat. Boom. You just got you get quick drawed right in the face, like right there. This is so great for uh, an alpha strike, um, especially if you can add in also like um, like Kylo uh, with the sensor scrambler. Uh, he decloaks uh, forward and then does a five straight into first <laughs> to back up quick draw. No, uh, yeah, turn one. I'm I'm in your face. If you I left mean, anybody by themselves, they're gone. So. Not only that, but like you could also like. Fanatical also becomes 
by oh my <laughs> god i mean think about that fanatical <laughs> oh my gosh yeah oh man yeah this this is really good i like this a lot especially if you can add a coordinator to make sure that those ships get mods ahead of time before they slam mm -hmm. yeah absolutely i need great. to i need to know what the cost is for this because if this also comes in at three points oh my god like we just like i don't think this can come in at three points i think this has to be a four point ship but this like we have a okay we have a tournament coming up in december and if this pack is released before our tournament this yeah, ship is uh, legal black friday yeah supposedly we're supposedly yeah but we we've already like we actually the, he's on your team so as soon as they release points for this i guarantee are you you don't have him run an fo do you brendan you need, uh, you need to get brendan no. on fo you were crazy yeah. for not like brendan runs fo uh, he does run scum too but he runs fo as well and you need to get Brendan on FO because in Greg's league, as soon as we get points for this, we get, we get, we be getting this. So, and this is going to yeah. change. This is going to change FO in my opinion, like yeah. pretty hardcore. Yeah. This is the, this is definitely the future for the first order. Uh, this is gonna, we're, they're going to go away from the bombers into now this, this, this archetype that's going to include all these tie fighters, especially Five or six tie fighters. Oh my God. Oh man. This is like the, the Neo Imperial swarm. <laughs> all right well hey, hey you know what change is good right yeah so the next one i'm gonna give to george because i don't want to butcher the name and get made fun of so oh so now i'm gonna get okay <laughs> <laughs> so this one we have uh taka jamdrisa we'll go with that um after you jam you must assign one jam token to another ship at range zero to one of the jam ship if able Jam is nice. Why not? It's eh. Yeah. I mean, it's you get initiative in two. The... You're, you're, you're almost, I yeah. think you're, you can hit it quite often. Yeah, I hate agreed. it. I hate this card. <laughs> I think this is hard I... as dead on arrival. I don't know. It, it, it's going to depend on the points. Definitely. Yeah. Right? My only but issue it's... is the points because they're usually like five, right? Starting out. No, uh, some, some of them are four actually some of them yeah are four. some of them are four uh pambich is is four okay. so they natively come with either cannon slot or a torp slot um so you can easily equip one of those on there um obviously the dial's trash but um <laughs> after the initial scrum this thing can reverse and um nah. and if you have pattern analyzer on this you can easily jam uh two ships um pretty easily with this and it uh, it'll probably deny a lot of actions for, or at least tokens for your enemy if it's in if it's in range. I'll tell you what, give it to me at three points and get rid of Fen out of uh, out of play. And you give me this at three points with ten loadout. Uh, I like that. Get rid of Fen. Get rid of Fen. EMG. <laughs> Somebody who the hell is who listens to our podcast that does uh, that plays playtests for AMG. Tell somebody, tell them to get rid of Finn. We don't need Finn in resistance anymore. Give me, give me this ship at three points. Give me but this wait, ship Finn, at three points. Finn hasn't won any major events. It's like Defender Vader. I don't care. <laughs> Finn is a negative play experience. Defender Vader is yes, not. Yes. And if you kill Vader, you get nine points. If I kill Finn, I get three points. I don't care. He's and a negative drop, play they experience. They dropped the box. 
<laughs> they dropped the box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't like this one. I'll be honest. I don't. I I see your point, JJ. But yeah. I just I don't. If there was a way to make that, if that jam was white, I think it would be diff- a little bit different then. But with that jam being red, like now you now you have to staple R four on no matter what. R four has to be on there, and R four went up in points. Yeah. So now I got to have R four on here, and I and I'm still using my action to jam. I. I, I, and I and once I get into the scrum, if I'm not careful, I just I'm screwed. So I I don't like it. Um, I don't like it at all. But I I guess we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. I I don't think I am though. I think I'm I think I'm spot on with this one. Um, I'm I mean, spot on if, with another one. But if you're uh, jamming and you can possibly hit two, it's worth. You're definitely you definitely got something there because if even if you get up in a bad position, like they're not going to have tokens to attack you well, sure so. sure with my one green agility i'm not gonna sell you on this never mind you're never gonna, you're never gonna <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i don't like the resistance transport ships i think they're poorly designed personally um if it's my opinion they're personally poorly designed um hey i've made it to a tough order regional with with uh with Noden. Um, they they have their yeah. uses. They're in not 2.0. overly offensive. In 2.0. Not in 2.5. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. But yep. yeah. It's not Reaper good. The Reapers are good. There you go. Yes. Yep. The Reapers are good. Yeah. Yeah. This for again, if they if this was designed a little bit differently with some more blues and maybe one of the backups being white and mm-hmm. a white jam. Okay, we could talk then. I I just I get your point, George. Like I do agree with you. Double jam is is it, it, even for the stress is still pretty pretty bitching, right? Like mm-hmm. I won't disagree with that. But if I back up with pattern analyzer, I now am double stressed. I'm just screwed. Like it's just it just to me this just doesn't work very well. I um, mean the the other part you got to consider is the crew that they have. The name escapes me, but basically if you execute a blue maneuver, you get rid of all your stress. So that also oh, gets on. Yeah, yeah, Corsella. That's the one. So that is that is a crew that is that came out with this particular uh, ship and is is absolutely like instrumental. Um, if you're running like Noden, um, and I I would expect this particular pilot as well, just to get rid of all that stress, so you can reliably do the the actions all over it. But now you're you're taking points just to deal with the the side effect of the double stress yeah um so yeah i do agree with you on that point it's not efficient at all by any means um and if it comes in at four or even uh, gosh if this comes in at five points it's that on arrival i absolutely agree with you so this would have to be cheap in order for it to see any play whatsoever there is some use for it in the resistance because the resistance doesn't have much for jam at all um, so this will probably be the first piece that can be like a dedicated jammer uh, for the resistance that the resistance doesn't have at all. Um, so it does have a place in it, but it's just going to depend on the points. But yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, it's it's it needs a lot of help. So yeah. All right. The next one is Lando Carizlian. Carizlian. Oh my god. Uh, in in the the YT thirteen hundred, the general. They have three rechargeable energy. After you fully execute a red maneuver or perform a red action, you may spend any number of your energy to choose that many friendly ship ships at range zero to two 
The chosen ships may perform an action even while stressed. This is amazing. If this comes in at seven points, this will immediately rival Chewy and, and being at an I, I love this. I love this. I love it. I like the fact that you can only recover the one um energy. So it's kind of like Leia. Um you can use all three and have one amazing churn, but then you're gonna have to wait two churns to to do anything. I think that's pretty fair and balanced, in my opinion. And I really think being able to come in and giving, giving essentially three coordinates at one time, like, holy crap. Like, yeah, to me, this is an eight point ship, but I bet you they're going to give it to us for seven. To me, this is this really should be eight points. Um, but again, because they're not rechargeable, uh, every one of them are rechargeable and they don't have something like Jabba. Um if this comes in at seven with a medium, moderate amount of loadout points, I, I think this is this sees a lot of play personally, it, it, yeah. especially in resistance. I mean, yeah. you yeah, can run this with X wings. So, assuming that this still has the illicit slot, Babu Frick is going to be so great on this particular ship just to get rid of those stress tokens. Um, and if it also is able to hold the Raise Millennium Falcon title, you can essentially execute your maneuver. Um, you can, like, let's say you do a blue to remove the stress from previous turn, then you can do a red boost on the on the ship and then use uh, Lando's token on himself to still perform an action like a, a target lock or a focus. Um, this yeah. ship is very, very versatile. Um, I Seven will be very competitive, and typically they do tend to price this to make it see play. Um, but yeah, this could easily be an eight-point ship as well. Not Taka. I'll never price Taka to see play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, comparing this to the Poe pilot uh, for the Falcon, um, what do you think is see play more Poe or Lando? Oh, that's so hard. That is if, hard. If yeah. Lando comes in at seven, Lando sees more play. I, I, th I think Lando sees more play with all those stupid Y wings going up. Um, which again, I'm not super in agreement that all of them should have gone up to four points. I, mm. I agree uh, with that. Like I think Lando will come in a little cheaper too. So I think Lando will see more play. Yeah, I do too. I think Poe is a little bit better. I mean, hell, I mean, if he comes in at seven and Poe comes in at eight, that's 15 points. You can run dual, dual these things and still have five points to dick around with. You can run BB-8 and Finn with them. Yeah. And now you got dual. All right, we're just gonna stop talking because I, <laughs> I, I don't like that. Anyway, moving on. Who wants JJ? You get this one. I'm not. Who wants sure. this Doza? I'll take it. Uh, so Vanessa Doza. So uh, for those who have seen the Resistance show, this is Tora Doza's mother that we see in season two uh, flying in the T-70. Uh, she comes in at initiative four um, in the T-70 X-Wing. She reads, while you perform a uh, torpedo or missile attack, you may treat the front arc requirements as a rear arc for that attack. If you do, treat the range requirement as range one to two. Uh, for that attack what automatically comes to my mind is a range two apt out the back from beniza doza she flies past you and just launches that apt at range two behind her 
and she most likely if your if your arc is not <laughs> if you're if you're expecting to run short and she flies right past you she's not going to get any shot back um she's just like the uh crisis trellix on scum on the fire spray uh with that special attack out the back it is so so good I like this ability a lot. I am surprised that she's an initiative four, just based on the show. They made her seem like she's just as good as Poe. Uh, but for this particular ability, I could see why they had to dial it down to initiative <laughs> we, four we just can't. to make it more fair. But um, yeah, this is a mini fire Bonkers. spray, JJ. This is a mini fire spray. Yeah, yeah. If there's only a way to have you recharge those uh those munitions on on a t70 this would be even better um but yeah no this is so good so good heck In... even with a with a proton torpedo you can do a range one proton torpedo as well all right stop you just stop it <laughs> and this card this card's gonna get banned immediately <laughs> yeah so good this card could come in at six points and it still sees play oh yeah Absolutely. Well, Corey, you'll be very happy. This is this this will become this this might become your new L. All right, George, take us away with the Iron Assembler. The Iron Assembler. All right, after a friendly ship at range zero to one skips its execute maneuver step, uh, you may spend one charge. If you do, if there is an asteroid or debris cloud at range zero of it, that ship may repair one damage, and it has three <laughs> charges that are non-recurring. Uh, uh, I love this guy. Yeah, just the yeah. fact that he can just here fix yourself. Yep, <laughs> that's really good. Um, not much to say, but other than like, I'm gonna play this a lot. <laughs> how about this? If how about, he, George, hear me out. If you get eight loadout points, do you skip independent calculations and put a shield upgrade on this thing? If you get eight loadout points? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah why not? I would. Yeah, absolutely. Keep them um, alive. If, <laughs> it, does this ability warrant it to be a three-point ship or even possibly a four-point ship? Uh, not four. Never. Yeah, four. it's gonna be three, most likely three. Um, yeah. but four is a lot for a vulture. <laughs> How about this? You can still one shot this thing. You know yeah. that though, right? Like 100%. you one shot it. It's not gonna do anything. This is gonna come in at two points. It'll come in at two points. It's an I one. I I think this is a two point ship. You, I think you give it eight loadout points and and tempt me to take a shield upgrade and stop running independent because. This thing is good. Like this thing can circle rocks and just like keep whatever ship you want alive. I I love this ship. This yeah, I love this ship a lot. I I would absolutely run this with like uh with Watt or even Seer and just have K2B4 to give out the free of aids to guarantee that you're only taking one damage on a on a uh on a vulture or on a hyena cuz that would also work with a hyena as well um to to trigger this ability more reliably and then also strain your opponent as well like it's totally worth to run this with attack droid to boost that defense yeah this this ship right here can sit in the middle now we now don't have to worry about putting a ship in the middle of the board and it getting ousted one in one round yep. oh love it yeah 
Mm. Yep. I love it's it. Straight, uh, keep them on objectives. <laughs> All right. Yeah. JJ, you get the next one. So, uh, so yeah, we have the initiative to uh, three pipped Kel Rude, uh, Kel Rudo, I hold out pilot. It reads, after you are destroyed, you may transfer each of your locks and green tokens to another Kel Rudo AI holdouts at range 0 to 3. It reads, modified for organics, the ship is not affected by the standardized restriction. Reduce the difficulty of your speed 2 and 3 bank maneuvers and increase the difficulty of your speed 3 turn uh, maneuvers. So this essentially makes the ship modified for uh, organic pilot. Now, my main question on this one is that I, I don't know if this is a typo, if this was intentional. The action bar in this has a calculate, a target lock, and then a barrel into focus. <laughs> I know. Now, I, I don't know if it's intended to have both, because it, it very well could, right? The ship chassis. Yeah. Or if it's meant to have a focus token um, initial or actively for this particular ship. Um, it's definitely very interesting. Uh, for you to have that barrel into focus because this actually forces you to play this differently and not use the struts. Um, you'll probably, uh, you probably won't be able to use the, um, you're not going to be able to use the independent calculations on this one anyway. Um, but yeah, this is, this is a very interesting vulture, especially if it comes in at two points. Uh, this probably goes hand in hand with the pinata tech droid. Um, that uh, when a, when a friendly ship destroyed the air, all the other ships that have a calculate on their action bar get a calculate token. Um, this will pair very very well into that list, especially if you can fit all three at two points apiece. Really strong. So, I do have a question though, and 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 <laughs> this the home world for this has humans natively, right? Yeah. I don't know though. Does did did the separatists go in for this or no? Well, we we I know I know that there have been like like actual pilots, uh, not droid brains that have flown like these ships. Um, if you look at the Siege of Coruscant, one of the other pilots that we have there. Um, I forget his name off the top of my head, but he also got into a tri-fighter to pilot it, and he was uh, obviously an organic being flying these droids. So it does stand to reason that this would be similar to that. Um, so I, I do believe that that would be the case. All right. I believe that that is a typo, if we're being honest. But which one is the typo? The, the focus or the calculate? Yeah, the, the focus. The okay. calculate. You think the calculate really? Yeah, 100%. yeah, mainly because of the modifier for organics. That's yeah. why. That's okay. that's my only reason. So, um, I I kind of wish that it would stay as is because that means that you could still equip this with uh, Discord missiles, um, and still be able to launch them if you wanted to. Um, but uh, if it has a focus token, I'm still okay with that as well. I mean, if it has enough loadout, you can run rockets if you wanted to, and you know, be okay with it. Um, or uh, multi-missile pods if it has the, the slots for it. But yeah, at two points, if it's a body that I could put in, I would absolutely run this every day. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I like calculates better. I'm, I, I'm in agreement with Greg. If, if, this is, if this is not a misprint, which I guess whoever had this had the actual cards, and this is not something that's getting eroded, 
I I don't personally personally I I don't know I don't see this as being that great of a ship, especially if this comes in at three points. I just I don't I don't at I can three run at now. two point yeah yeah at three points now, but at two points absolutely I would consider this actually over DFS. De- Deslin Braj rockets or Prockets? No, like f- don't. First off, stop giving droids barrage rockets that's no they'll, they'll get it once they'll get it off once and they're dead you know no um i don't i don't like it i don't i don't i don't i guess i don't hate this ship i think this is i think the ability to have the modified organics is kind of cool right like i do think that's kind of cool but like i'd rather the other I, personally i would immediately just throw independent calculates on the stupid thing because then i can't share them and it doesn't affect other loadouts so what do i care i can now run and this is what pisses me off about AMG sometimes is now I can run this stupid ship with a network calculate ship. And how many people are going to screw that up? You know, not on purpose, I'm sure, but I, it's, I don't, whatever. I don't. Anyway, we're going to move on to the <laughs> yeah. ship, the ship that Tanner was right about. Who told you it was going to have a native force. This guy right here. I told you this ship had a native force. I was right. <laughs> Yes. Go Unless ahead. AMG comes back and says this is a misprint. Like, like, God no. God, <laughs> we no. know it's not. So Aurora Singh comes in and says, "Before you engage, you can spend one force to choose two enemy ships at range zero to one to transfer any number of orange and red tokens between those two ships." So here's the first first fact: it is a native force, a native force fire spray. It does not care about its ability ever again. Thank you, AMG, for trying to give us this ship, but nobody's like, I'm not going to spend my force to do this all the time unless it's like super necessary, right? Now, what I did do, though, is I did have JJ pull all the red and orange tokens, such as depletes, ions, stress, strain, disarm, jam, and tractor. Now, I don't even care the point cost of the ship at this current time personally right i i i don't care if this could come in at nine points i do i will tell you i do think this ability does is super like beneficial right i really do think that this ability will come into use especially if you can find a ship that has a disarm token if you could find a ship that has a jam token because Django or somebody else had FTC, or you. So you FTC, you get FTC. So you get you could if you could take FTC on this thing, right? Somebody FTCs you, so you're you get screwed because that ship's not taking an action. It wants to it wants to get rid of your FTC, and then all of a sudden you go, oh, I'm going to spend a force and I'm going to transfer these this this jam token that you can't get rid of to the other ship that has a target lock on me. Hell yes. Um, I I don't think the ability is natively blank. I will say though, it has its uses. It's yeah. it's yeah. gonna be a little bit more niche, situational, um, but uh, strong. And, and the fact that you can, yeah, you're just transfer between ships is great. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the other red token that I forgot to add in there um, was a target lock as well. Um, you can swap out. If you have like a friendly target lock on one ship and you can transfer it to another ship, it's like if they're out of art just slightly, that's the other niche case on it. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, the jam example is probably the best case scenario, or even if somebody's like uh, ion, like over ion, and you're able to um, to move that ion token from one enemy ship that already has enough ion tokens to another small ship, um, you can essentially ionize two ships uh, with a force, uh, which is really great there. Um, this, do you think this comes with a talent slot and a force slot? Yes. Yes. Gosh, yeah. trick shot, shadow shot, fire spray. Gosh, no. 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 I'm going to yeah. fly it, but no. no. Yeah, so, so think about it. I just, you just need 17 points, baby, right? 17 points because trick shot, shatter shot, seven points. Give me a savage for another 10. And now I can do my effing ability as well as the BS. As yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. Yum. Um points wise, nine points. I say seven. I bet this is gonna come in at seven. No, no, mm. no way. This is less powerful than Django Fett. I'm sorry. Hell no. No yeah. way this comes in at seven. Yeah, it, it, I, you I know have what? a feeling it's eight. It's right there I with will, Django. I will throw down five subs to to say that this is not seven points when it comes out. <laughs> it's recorded live right here. All right, AMG. I, <laughs> why don't you make it like, like 100 subs? Damn like it. it's a it's a before you <laughs> engage. It's not even like a hit. You don't have to do anything. It's just before you engage, which is great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, how about this? I love this fire spray so much. It could come in at eight points, and I would still, I would still run this and then Django at eight points, and then two vultures. I yeah. really. Mm. I I kind of wish that. Um, and this is just a, like a side note. I kind of wish that this pack did come with some upgrade cards as well. Um, like, for instance, back with the Lando uh, Millennium Falcon, I really wish that we were gotten like a Wedge Gunner just to make it thematic. And Aura Singh with some of the other um, some of the other bounty hunters uh, like Young Boba. Uh, and I forget who else was in the crew that we see in Clone Wars. Uh, just to make this a little more thematic. Um, but uh, But yeah, still... I'm excited to see Aura Singh come into the game, even at I4. It's really great. Mm -hmm. I say seven points. Give it to me at seven. Not happening. Even though I'm a separatist player, I know it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was my excitement. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I was super excited. Uh, it's yeah. now on to you all. Yep, so the last cards that we got here, um, these are the remaining cards from the Siege of Coruscant pack that's coming out soon. Uh, so this first card here is a Tri-Fighter. We have an Initiative 3 DIS-347. It reads, at the start of the engagement phase, you may acquire a lock on an object at range 1 to 3 that has a friendly lock. It also comes with network calculations. This comes in with marksmanship, afterburners, and contingency protocol. Um, okay, at best. I mean, this is still obviously going to be a four-point ship. If this comes in at three points, it'll be great, but I'm 100% sure. Actually, we know that this actually is a four-point ship, so... We, we already know the points. Not excited. Not excited yeah. on it. Oh, and yeah, guess what? It doesn't It doesn't have another hull upgrade like all the yeah. effing TIE Fighters! Yeah, exactly. There's love there. Yeah. Nobody likes TIE Fighters. What the... F like, I would, tr I, would yeah. I would actually maybe... I would trade out Afterburners for another hull upgrade. Yeah. How about this? We're going to give CIS and native force fire spray, but we can't give any love 
two tri fighters. Yeah, I have no idea why. Of them. Yeah. Now the next tri fighter, I am absolutely one hundred percent excited about, especially if it's at four points, which I believe it is. So this is the return of the I five tri fighter, the Flak Afrak, a prototype. Um, I I definitely butchered that. So this one here, it says, at the start of the engagement phase, if there's an enemy ship in your bullseye, it gains a calculate token. This also comes with necro calculations. This comes with afterburners, contingency protocol, and a new upgrade that we haven't seen. This one is evasion sequence. When while you perform a red evade action if there's an obstacle or scenario feature at range one treat the action as white instead so if you do a three or are faster speed you can afterburners then do a barrel roll into red evade and if you meet the requirements of being near an obstacle or scenario feature you, that red evade that you just barrel rolled in turns white and then on top of that if you have your enemy in your bullseye you get a calculate token on top of it this is going to be a very very good fighter at initiative five that can art dodge and um if i'm not mistaken the scenario feature would also apply to regular scenarios like assault at the satellite array and scramble uh i don't know we'd have to go look that up that's a good question actually yeah, I, I think that this this is gonna see play definitely in standard. I, I think so too. I think at four points this this is again you're trading two vultures for it. <sighs> I don't know. I, I don't I still don't like the, I think the tri fighter is in a really bad spot, but I think the the fact that it's becomes a white evade and you get a calculate out of it is is just pretty good. Like I think that's it's an I five on top of that, so it can outmaneuver. I don't know. I, I agree with you. I think this will see some play. I don't know if we'll see two of them in play. It'll probably just be one. But this it would be a pretty bloody good um, scramble the transmission, you know, uh, type type ship. You can fly in there, scramble, and then live after that because you're gonna get your calculate. I don't know. And you got it's got network calculates on it. I, I I like it. I think this is out of all of them. This is probably one I would I would probably play. Yeah, I would probably either use the K2B4 um, for the evades on this one um, or a, if you're more aggressive Kraken just so you can already go with a calculate token and get a second calculate with the bullseye. Um, that's going to make the ship much more um, much more tankier to take down. Um, and you'll be able to do a lot with it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. George, you get, I think this is our last one. Yeah. Nope, we, we have two more. Oh, two more. You got two more. All right. You get DBS 404. George. DBS 404. While you perform an attack at attack range one, you must roll one additional die after the attack hits, suffer one critical damage. Um, he's already a fighter, though, but he actually. Comes with network calculations, uh, advanced proton torpedoes, contingency protocol, and strut lock overrides, which you're not a fan of. But I, I think it's dumb. okay. <laughs> they're <laughs> dumb. You land on a, you I can sit right. on a rock for one churn. That's it. Stupid. Um. So I'll tell you what. I do like, I do like the ability with advanced proton torpedoes. This thing is gonna hurt. Six dice. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Oof. 
That being we, said, it's probably going to live maybe one round. That's it. <laughs> but you yeah. do know, like, it, it loses its ability. We lose that ability, though. Like, it used to be range zero to one. I don't like this one as much. Uh, I got you. But yeah. on the opposite side, you don't have to suffer the crit at range zero now. So there is a little bit of an upside at that. If you do run in at range zero and do shoot at range zero, you no longer have to like suffer the crit right. um, for it. I, I don't know. I mm, it, Whatever. If this comes in at three points, I, I'll... Does this come in at three or four points? I'll tell you right now. I'm actually looking it up right now. I believe it's actually I'm thinking, I'm thinking a, four. a three-pointer. No, I think it's four. But we'll see. If it does come in it at is. three points, no, it might it be. It is three points, guys. You're right. Okay, it yep, is three you're points. Right. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. wrong. <laughs> so, so I, I think this has a little bit more viability at three points. Even, yeah. even, even George, if it dies in one round, right? Like, if as long as you get your ability off that once, I mean, that six dice banger, that's pretty good. You're not even yep. caring about calculates. You're taking target locks now. So, and you can share to calculate. I don't know. At an I4, I like it. So, yeah. <clears throat> All right. The last one we have here is the Boktoid prototype with while you their special ability now says while you perform a special attack, if a friendly ship with the network calculated ability has a lock on the defender, you may ignore the requirement, which I believe was the same one as they have already had. They don't get homing torpedoes, though. They give you homing missiles uh, and then you get the contingency and the stupid lock override, which I despise. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I don't. I would never put homing some missiles on this thing. So I don't. I just. I don't. I don't know. I so. Guess. So I mean, typically, right? Most of the people were running the the bombardment drone, right? Because you can like do launch that for proxy mine. Um, this still is a three point hyena. Um, that's only initiative one, unfortunately. Um, if you're able to get a ship that already has like get, gives out target locks, um, and this will like trigger the homing missile. Um, if you're if you're engaging the Republic that has the Adas with three hole, um, taking two homing missile shots, that's that's gonna do a lot of damage for a uh, for a Jedi, especially if they've already been hit once. Um, you can basically delete a, a Jedi automatically right there. Um, it, it does have some uses, but honestly, it's it's a hard sell for me to run this version where you have uh, 32C, which is really good with the calculating to jam, and then even 404 um, with mm -hmm. the, uh, the six die APT. Um, it's 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 harder for me to to really look at this particular hyena bomber over the other ones, uh, which are the same higher initiative and they have better abilities. So. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, if maybe maybe if it had if it was like homing torpedoes, yeah, could be different. But yeah, if it was homing torpedoes, I would agree. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, that's, that's going to do it, I think, for the the uh, all of the new cards. Deslin did confirm for us that the satellites cargo are indeed scenario features. So that makes some of that a little bit better, um, to be Chance honest with engagement. you. Yep, like that <laughs> makes that that tri fighter a little bit more viable. And I think I think that might be one I put on the table. I do think I might yeah. try that one. Um, yeah, that Django. Him, 
more AC. Ooh, yeah, you could put that with Aurora, right? What well, saying, yeah. Yeah, that Django. Um, all right, all right. We got all four, five, and six, six there. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're gonna um that list that I've been running with Django plus uh, Tri Fighters. I'm definitely putting those flak droids in there. Um, instead of the uh the predator uh the prey ones. Yeah, that's so good. It's gonna be so good, especially if you get one that can do, um, if uh the 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 one that can give out calculates. Oh man, that's that's a really good. So, yeah, I think so too. Um, I do think I think so too. Um, but we'll see, right? I think we'll see. I think it's definitely worth. Is definitely worth a test play. We'll put it that way. Absolutely. So. Well, all right. Well, thank you all for joining us uh, this week. We had a little bit longer episode. We are going to do Andor. We are going to take a three-minute break here in just a second <laughs> um, to to refuel. I need a little bit. I, I actually drank through a whole thermos of water while we were sitting here, <laughs> um, probably because I was yelling so much about how amazingly I guessed it. Um, I thought but, it was Finn, but yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to compare Andor to Chinese checkers, Greg. You're just jealous that I have a chess and X-wing segment. Which, by the way, next week we will be finishing up our X-wing chess analysis with our in-game discussion. Will officially be done next week. If you have a suggestion for game theory that you would like us to cover going forward, you are welcome to pop into our Discord, or you could put it on Greg's Discord and tag me and Greg at the same time and be like, "Here, this would be a good idea for Tanner's podcast." Just, just cause you can. Um, but if you would like to, um, if you would like to join us next week, we will be rounding out that segment um, that we've done. And again, I promise, I promise, I will. Now that I have done with all my wedding stuff, I will edit all those segments up, and we'll have a special channel on our YouTube just for our game theory, um, our game theory for it uh, as well. So. Uh, also, just a quick announcement before we go to break for a second. Um, this, this, so we want to we want to thank you, um, George, for filling in for Charles over the past uh, two or three months that you've joined us. Um, George will be more of a background person on and off um, when they have time. Uh, he is in the middle of preparing to move, so he will not be able to commit to every week like he had been. But we do want to thank you uh, from the bottom of our heart, George, uh, for joining us for the last three months. It's been fun. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Great. Thank uh, you. I'm thank sad. You. I'm sad to lose my CI, my CIS <laughs> compadre here. We'll keep chatting. We'll, we'll keep sharing lists and stuff on Discord and everything. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So we can't guarantee George will be back every week. Maybe George will uh, join <laughs> us uh, for our our last end of the, you know, our last segment for the, the thing. If he can, if not. We will see you around as he comes. With that being said, thank you all for joining us. Have a good night, and we will see you next week, Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern.